Welcome to this month's MacLearning.org's webcast. I'm Scott Morris, your host and moderator. And I want to remind our viewers that you can chat your questions into us throughout the entire presentation. And at the end of the presentation, we'll uh, take those questions and uh, try to answer them over the air. So again, it's at the bottom of your viewer. There's a little text chat window. You can just go ahead and text your questions in anytime. Today, we're joined by John Phillips in our studio. He's the business and community manager for the Creative Commons, and he's going to talk a little bit about sharing creative works. Welcome, John. Hi, everyone. So what I'm going to go through here is a little bit of an overview of Creative Commons and how that is interesting to you out there in Mac learning space. Um, my job at Creative Commons is to work with all sorts of different organizations and nonprofits, corporations to add Creative Commons licensing. Um, what I want to talk about is about education and some of these early ideas of education, right? How do, how do we actually create content that can be used by anyone? And how do we allow for, like this photo, for instance, how can I use this? How could I find this off Flickr? and use this for some sort of use, let's say in the classroom or um, through, for the slideshow. And that's what I'm really concerned with, is how do we open up these resources, these educational resources. And this is kind of my earliest idea of, of education. This is my own uh, learning device, this little professor. But with Creative Commons, we're interested in making this kind of device or this kind of content available to anyone so that we don't have a situation like this where there's these modern tools that people can't use or it's too confusing. This is just an example of the kinds of things you might see in, in, in some uh, e-learning spaces, right? Um, so in 2003, which seems like it was yesterday, um, Creative Commons came into existence by this guy, uh, Stanford law professor, Lawrence Lessig, who some of you might have heard of. He's a cyber law professor. And now Creative Commons has been around for about five years, and um, Lawrence Lessig has now stepped down, and there's a new CEO, Joey Ito, who's on board. So what Creative Commons is concerned with is concerned with copyright. So that was my uh, little bit of a remix with uh, Joey Ito here going into the 2D space. Joey Ito is concerned right here with what is copyright. What is this? What is this C? And how do you use it? How do you use content that's been created? So Creative Commons is concerned with this, this digital copying, right? You could look at physical property and physical property laws. If someone takes a creative work, let's say audio, video, image, text, and if you take someone else's creative work, you're actually taking that property from them. But in the digital space, you can make infinite copies, perfect copies. How does that impact you, the creator, or your organization? How do you deal with that in this modern era? So let's say right now when you create something, let's say you write a note. The second you create that note, it's immediately copywritten under US copyright law, and it's protected. So you don't need to go and file a, a, a copyright with the Copyright Office. You don't need to do that. Um, but Someone has to ask. You have to get an agreement from the copyright holder if you want to use it. That's the way the copyright law works right now. And so Creative Commons looks at this problem of where you have this, all this creative content that's locked and or confusing. And what it does is it provides a set of free licenses. Creative Commons is a nonprofit. It's global. And these 
licenses, these are the six main ones, go from more free to more restricted. And you apply it to your creative work. And it sits on top of your copyright, which you have, to be able to show the world what you can do with it. For example, this attribution one at the top. If I apply this to a photo, then it says to the world, I can use this, you can use this photo, and you just have to give credit back to me. That really means like a link, right? A photo on Flickr, Flickr.com. If someone uses this license, it says, provide a link back to me, back to my work. And as you can see, it goes down here in, in, in more, um, more restriction towards what you can do with the creative work. The share alike condition means that you, if you take this license, that same license applies to any derivative work. The no derivatives condition means that if you apply that, this license, attribution, no derivatives, then if you apply that, you can't go and make a derivative. You can't make a remix of that work. You can only um, share and copy, and, but you can also profit off it. And then the final condition is this non-commercial, meaning if you apply that to a creative work, that you can't go and exchange money on behalf of that work. So as you can see, each one of these conditions is combined together to make the six licenses. So you would pick one for your creative work. And the idea is for Creative Commons to empower this, this type of clear sharing of works. And what that means is that you can spread your work all throughout the world and people know what to do with it. And the licenses are translated into 45 different countries' jurisdictions. So it's like a universal license that you can apply and it'll just work. So we want to see a situation like this, right? Okay, maybe not with the dinosaur, but we want to see this happiness, this, this, this zone of creativity that, that Apple and others have, uh, have empowered with um, computer revolution to really flourish. So one way to look at Creative Commons, another way is that it lowers the transaction cost for educational works. This is a more of an economics term. And so right now you could go to Yahoo, for example, and search for Creative Commons licensed content. Say you want to make a lesson plan, you want to find a, uh, Eiffel Tower, that's the example, then you can use that to track down a picture of the Eiffel Tower and put it in a presentation. That's CC licensed. Also, similarly, it's, Google has a Creative Commons license support throughout their properties internationally. This is, uh, I believe, in, in Chinese. The next thing I want to talk about with Creative Commons is, well, actually, let me step back. First of all, if, you, if you're interested in Creative Commons, you can go to creativecommons.org during this presentation. So if I'm boring you, go look there and come up with some good questions, because we're going to take questions at the end. So Creative Commons, about a year ago, launched a project called CC Learn. And CC Learn is the education division of Creative Commons. And what CC Learn looks to do is to support open learning. Open learning and open educational resources. And what that means, what is an open educational resources? What are these things that are called open? What, what are they about? So open educational resources is about learning content tools and implementation resources. Learning content meaning courses, course materials, content modules, learning objects, collections, and journals. Tools that also operate on, on this, this content. This could be like websites, um, software, iWorks, 
these different Apple products that allow you to operate on this creative content. And then implementation resources. So you can look at Creative Commons licenses like, as, a, as an interface layer between these. So if there's content out there, how can you legally use it? How can you legally use it with these tools? So I'm going to pause for a second and take a drink of water and allow you to mull this over. So another concern with educational resources, what is this open, all right? So you might hear this a lot. Open is kind of akin to, uh, let's say, in cultural environmentalism, some sort of openness, some sort of access. Um, the ability to access is one of the principles of openness. To share, copy, distribute, and display is another principle. Adapting a work, you should be able to adapt a work for translation, performance, um, some other use. And then derivatives, remix. So a lot of you have seen videos on YouTube where there's multiple different streams of content that are combined together. This would be considered a, a remix. And more permissions equals more open. So if you can think back to the Creative Commons licenses that I showed before, at the top you had more permissions moving down towards less permissions. So more permissions equals more open. So creative work is a large field. There's creative uh, industries in music, movies, all throughout the world. They all have different concerns. Education is different. In most places, education is considered a public good. And the quality of education varies by region, school, and class. And open, educa open educational resources change this by promoting equality or quality education around the world. And this is all tapered by that the internet is a universal medium. It can be accessed by anyone out there in the world you can find access to it. And if you look at then OER, it forms a network. So these open educational resources come together to make this network of resources. So teachers like to share and adapt materials for the classroom. Some of you out there right now share materials and share these things. And I've, my mother is actually an assistant principal in, in Missouri, and she talks about this and it's, it's just too confusing. They have whole manuals on this and school districts have manuals on what you can and can't do. And the laws change all the time. So teachers like to share and adapt materials for classroom, but this, this fear of what you can and can't do or getting in trouble or losing your job is, is, is this fear, uncertainty, and death that needs to be handled. Um, but if you want to form this network, it's better to have some way for this to happen legally and clearly. Students consume these materials, but they only learn by actively taking part in the process of creation. So that's something that CC Learn is very committed to learning about and using. Uh, we learn by doing what has been done before. We create by recreating, by building off others' works. I learn from my parents. I learn, I learn from Scott here. I learn from everyone. And I'm a, a product of all these different sources. So in the creative space, if there's video out there, should I not give credit back to this? Learning occurs through exchange of and collaboration on the expression of ideas. But there are legal barriers, as I've been uh, highlighting. This photo here, if you notice at the bottom, has attribution, right? It uses a Creative Commons license. It's from Flickr. 
and we're giving credit back. So we're using this. We've overcome a legal barrier. Something froze there. <laughs> One moment. Keynote quit. We could take a question, or does that throw things off? Sorry, let's come back. Okay. I imported a slide from PowerPoint. That was the bug. <laughs> Actually, it was from OpenOffice, so maybe that was more of the bug. Definitely an open office bug. Maybe we should go to the slide after that. Aha. Okay, so you guys still there? You get a coffee? I hope so. <laughs> CC offers an easy way to share materials versus the murky interpretations of fair use in copyright law. All right? It's very complicated. What CC Learn promotes and what Creative Commons doesn't specifically promote, since Creative Commons promotes the six key licenses, is to use the Creative Commons Attribution License because it allows for the most compatibility between licensing. But another magical thing, and I really like that effect, is public domain. And Creative Commons has a public domain dedication as well. Public domain just means that you are free to use it in whatever way you want. And this, this shows a compatibility chart. The Creative Commons Attribution License, which is exemplified by this person in a circle, above says give attribution back and you can look at creative commons licenses all six of these as fitting in this gray area between copyright meaning all rights reserved all the way to public domain meaning no rights reserved you can do whatever you want and what cc learn wants to be is right here at attribution only that arrow has actually moved over a little bit if you can move it over a little bit in your mind it's right next to cc attribution and even this presentation, I'm, I'm releasing this presentation under the Creative Commons Attribution License. You can take these slides, and we'll have them online, I'm sure, right after this. And you can take it and use this in your classrooms or in presentations. It's great, right? It also helps me. It helps promote Creative Commons. It's, it's a great overall philosophy to do. But what about these technical barriers as well to licensing? Because one of the problems with licenses, EULAs and the sort, is that 
they also have complexities to them. Creative Commons licenses have three different expressions. There's a human readable expression. There's a lawyer readable expression, which is what most people see. And there's a machine readable expression. And the machine readable expression is what really allows for Creative Commons licenses to be discovered by Yahoo and others out there in the world. One second. So these technical barriers of, of Creative Commons licenses, and not just Creative Commons licenses, but the web in general, are solved by Creative Commons metadata that's based on international standards. We use RDFA and RDF, Resource Description Framework, to describe the licenses. And you can use them now to apply them to your work. You can go to the creativecommons.org website and select a license, and you get some sort of uh, metadata you can use. But there's also other technical barriers that are to be overcome, and this is CC Learn's mission. There's video formats, there's encryption protocols, there's streaming technologies. These are all impediments to openness. A great deal of open education resources are encased in technology not easily translatable to more universal, interoperable standards. So, even though OER, Open Educational Resources, may be licensed openly, it is prevented from being used openly, which negates openness. So there's both legal barriers that Creative Commons licensing help over, helps overcome. There's technical barriers, which the Creative Commons technology overcomes. But there's also social barriers, as these kids are finding here <laughs> behind this, this horribly scary wall. So social barriers, there's technical unfamiliarity, there's workload issues, time management, there's organizational pressures. And I would argue that social barriers are even higher than technical and legal barriers. There's also like enculturation, cultural issues. How does your stuff work versus the commons? Is it, does, it, does it work this way? Some countries select licenses and share differently. Some it's just implied. There's agency, developed world versus undeveloped world, and awareness and misconceptions. Non-commercial, what does that mean? How do you define that in an educational landscape? Because there are some institutions that make money, like say textbook industry. How do you define that? But there's also copyright itself, which is a barrier. How do we overcome that? So Creative Commons and CC Learn are trying to do that through some specific projects. And Creative Commons organization CC Learn is learn.creativecommons.org, where you can actually follow along and look at these right now. And the first project is Universal Education Church. And Creative Commons has been working with several different partners on this. And 
once this is unveiled, it will be known far and wide in the OER spaces, or that's the plan. Um, the universal education search takes a federated approach. It's extensible. You can add your resources to it. It's scalable and federated. It's not trying to be a closed search system. It's open for access for technologists and enthusiasts to use. The next project is CC Portal for Educators. There's several of these, these portals out there. So when we talk about portal, we really mean a, 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 uh, a growing together of many different resources and, and a uh, federation of, of different sites together that can help promote CC licensing and CC technology and CC Learns initiatives. Choosing CC licensed materials for educational materials. So if you look here at this, this slide, you'll see license your work. This is the CC license page. This is one of the things that would be promoted, is promoted already on the learn.creativecommons.org webpage. You can go there and select a license for a creative work and, and slap it right onto, like I say, a photo or a, a song right now. Um, also will promote language and supporting materials and other educational contexts. Um, and what are the differences between the CC licenses? The final project is this one called ODEPO. So this is kind of the, the work tentative name right now, ODEPO. And yet again, we don't want to come in and, and take out all these projects. That's not an open strategy to developing. It, a strategy that Creative Commons applies to this is to develop a system of looking at different uh, open educational resources and different sites. This is connections entry on this, this database. This on our wiki. You can go there right now and add your resources to this database. This will also be integrated into the search as well. So ODEPO stands for Open Database of Educational Projects and Organizations. So the idea is to identify collaborators to network. You can add your project, open it up, like something like Wikipedia for open educational resources. And it allows you to find licensing information and other organizations and affiliated projects. So that's an overview of Creative Commons and CC Learn projects. So hopefully this has been informative to you and you'll have some good questions. If not, Scott and I will have a good conversation about all things uh, CC, Apple, and Apple education. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. Um, a couple quick questions. Tell me a little bit more about the ADEPO project. Um, if you think of educational resources, you mentioned some of the technical barriers, different formats and so on. But then there's the whole metadata issue, uh, common search vocabulary, yeah. and also sort of the, um, if it's not on the web formally, they're probably in a database somewhere and you have to go to some site and do a search. Yeah. How is Creative Commons working with the larger community to sort of tackle the, the metadata search query issues that federated search provides, uh, provides yes. Um, all right, so, so we've, Creative Commons has been working in the industry for ages, so we work with W3C, uh, the World Wide Web Consortium on standardization. We work with Scott and, and our colleagues with, on uh, the OKI Open Knowledge Initiative and other standards. Um, the clear thing to have in mind is that the best is to use the, the most widely used open standard that's clear, that people can participate in, to criticize, to find flaws in, and to implement this in a way that allows others to add their own information. Um, standards 
are not necessarily good. Standards have use. And this is something Scott and I have talked about a lot, is you, you really have to have a use for this. And so this, this open educational search and ODEPO are really relying upon the standards that are out there um, to be able to allow anyone to participate beyond just a standards layer. So to participate and add their resources to it. But we're also working with um, different organizations that everybody's heard of to make sure that there's interoperability in this space. Because the last thing teachers and educators need is more standards and more things to do. We want to make it easy. A form, you can add something, and boom, you've got yourself added to a system. Or pick up things that are already out there, resources. And of course the big uh uh, value add there seems in finding materials that, that you know have these rational licenses and you know what scope your use can be and reuse and um, so you, you reduce that uncertainty that you talked yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely, teachers. absolutely. And so with the Creative Commons iconography, you've seen that the little guy, which I can click through. So this, like I said, this 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 slideshow is under a CC license, except we're otherwise noted, right? Some of those slide, those uh, photos were noted the, the license on them. Um, this iconography at the bottom here with the CC attribution, what that says is it says to the world what you can do and it's, it's trying to be clear, even more clear. Everybody knows the C, but they don't know like if you dive into that C, the copyright C, what all it is. Last, yesterday at the office, uh, a legal intern had a book of copyright law and I, I just sat it on my desk and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm glad I don't have to know about this. Jeez, it's too complicated. Well, uh, that's a good segue to, to a question from one of our uh, viewing uh, audience members. And again, if you do have questions, please go ahead and type them in. We, we certainly have time to address those questions. Um, related to copyright laws and what you just mentioned about the, the complexity of those, um, what's the relationship or talk a little bit more about how Creative Commons is now in different countries, different regions. How, how does that work progress? What's the relationship between getting that licensing done so it fits the sort of the local jurisdiction or, or the mm -hmm. local regime. Because even at the level of uh, formal copyright law, the harmonization just between Western nations, you know, United States and European yeah. law is, yeah, very you know, difficult. that's a very specialized yeah. area, right? Yeah, so how right. does Creative Commons basically address local uh, regions um, and, and make your licenses uh, known and understood? All right. So Creative Commons has, and I was looking here, so it's, Luis from Mexico. We have two Luises, actually. The wow. first one is Luis and Clark, Excellent. So. Cool. Hello, Mexico. Hello, Mexico. I wish I spoke Spanish because I'd switch in right now. Um, <laughs> so there's a Creative Commons Mexico uh, based out of Mexico City by a couple of uh, lawyers who run it. And they, what they have done, they were in actually an early uh, Creative Commons legal port. They support, they, they created a Creative Commons uh, port of all six licenses that are both translated language-wise, but they're also legally adapted to the jurisdiction. So it provides this extra teeth to it. So all the Creative Commons licenses work internationally. Um, they're all structured in a way to work. But there's a specific license port in, like I said, these 45 countries that allows one to apply that specific license to that jurisdiction. But more importantly, what's great is that in these jurisdictions, there's, there are people there, experts, and I don't know if I'd call myself expert ever, but um, there are experts there, lawyers who have ported these licenses that you can also talk with. And if you'd like to send me an email, um, you can, 
I can give you a connection to those to those people. They they're happy to help, and they're great portal into this space. So these licenses, you can think of a Creative Commons license as like a universal uh, copyright layer. That's the idea behind it. And if there's a country that doesn't exist, like say you're in a country that doesn't have one, then you can also help start one. You can start one in your country right now and, and start the process. There's new ones rolling out all the time. There's CC Hong Kong is coming out. And that's another thing that, to bring up. There's this idea of jurisdictions. Jurisdiction, like China has multiple jurisdictions. There's CC Hong Kong. CC Taiwan, CC mainland China. So it there's, takes into account these nuances in, in copyright law and jur legal jurisdictions. So. How, how is uh, the support in those other countries, sort of the, the adoption of the Creative Commons licenses? I'm sure it's uh, a mixed bag, but sort of in general, outside the US, how does support for Creative Commons licensing look? Um, so you mean like people or? Yeah, the adoption rate and I mean different cultures and their sort mm -hmm. of uh, understanding and perspectives of, of creative works. Yeah, right. I'm sure you've got some it's cultural some benefit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, very interesting because if you look at the, I'm really, really big into metrics and um, looking at the spread of licenses, um, I, I used to live in Korea for, for a spell and um, in Korea, 90% of the, the portal market the web portal market, which means the top five main web portals support Creative Commons licensing, which is huge. So something like a huge amount, like 15 to 20% of all Creative Commons licensed traffic comes from South Korea right now. Um, and you can see very clearly what, what is happening there, that there's mass adoption. The businesses have adopted it. People are playing it to their blogs. But in some countries, and there's a great project. We're going to be launching this metrics project here in the next few weeks. And you can see that some countries lean more towards more, uh, more permissions, and some lean towards more restrictions. Um, South Korea is one country that they have the most Creative Commons license works now, but they, al they also lean towards a little more restrictive license, just the way it works. But culturally, if you look at Korean society, there's a more of this kind of communal aspect to sharing that goes on. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see. And then there's other countries that, that have lots of Creative Commons licenses. There's a lot in Italy. Or no, mm -hmm. Spain. Spain has lots of Creative Commons license content. And they use very free licensing. So it's, it's interesting. It's, it's somewhat cultural. OK. Uh, do these licenses need to be attached to each individual file, or is there a blanket license for web pages or blogs? Right. So first of all, I'm not a lawyer. So with Creative Commons licenses and any type of thing like this, if you really, really want to find out specifics, it's good to talk to someone about that. Um, but particularly, if you look at websites like dig.com or uh, Technorati, you'll see that they've applied language around their entire site that allows for Creative Commons licensing. And they use that similar kind of uh, language like this, uh, except where otherwise noted, this slideshow is licensed under this kind of a similar language for a website or a creative work, so a collection of things. Um, but if you're, you know, we're, you want to make sure everyone knows, you can apply a license each one. There's two ways to do that, too, that are really good. One, and the best one, is to physically mark a file. Metadata is interesting and great, but the problem with metadata is it's, it's hidden. It's hidden from view. With licensing, it's good to be able to see 
the actual license. And we have a project called the Marking Project that looks into this and can provide you with uh, images. Let's say you have a video and you want to put a still to get the front that says, this is licensed under this specific license. Well, you can add that in for free. It's all released in the public domain, those slides. So. Great. Well, let's see. There are, um, the viewer wants to know about, okay, so there's a, there's a lot of these websites and directories of available OER materials, open, mm -hmm. open stuff, uh, but none that aggregate all that data and make sense of it. Is there a role CC can play in bringing these parties together? Um, so I think maybe just sort of expand a little bit about what you're talking about. Yeah. Is, that's kind of in scope already, right? Yeah, this is, this is completely in scope. This is why Creative Commons has launched CC Learn. Um, there's, we're kind of before, we're entering this kind of phase two of OER movement, and Creative Commons CC Learn comes into play with this and trying to uh, aggregate these different resources together. That was this universal search, the portal. That's a portal into this, this space to, to help f find clarity. I mean, why are search engines like Google so great? You can type in, you can find resources really quickly. Um, that's what CC Learn is interested in, in helping with. It's not going to, you know, conquer the entire space or anything like that. It's it's really trying to be a, a great way to get into these resources. Yeah, I mean, we do have the disparate collections. I mean, we have uh, iTunes U beyond campus, and there's yeah. a, a hugely growing yeah. repository of, of great stuff there. Um, and, and um, you know, OCW from MIT. Yeah, so there's absolutely. really, you, you kind of have to either know where to find that yeah. stuff, but there's no real easy one way. Absolutely. One uh, portal. And, and the great thing is the space is still pretty small, so mm -hmm. um, you can go to a conference and see a lot of the key people, and, and it's a great community because everyone agrees about, I'd say like 99%, 95%, 90? I don't know, I can't put a percentage on it. A large chunk of what should be done. At the end of the day, it's kind of like you can come back to saying, is this good? Is this good for education? Is this good for who you're teaching? It's a good way to be able to, to refine this. Let's see, the uh, final question. Um, well, actually, we do have time still. We're getting more and more questions, uh, so go ahead and type them in. But um, the question that just popped up actually uh, builds upon what you were just uh, talking about. And, and they're wanting to know, basically, uh, these new projects like the portal that you're talking about, how can people actually get involved? What's, what's the easiest path to say, hey, I want to help do this? And maybe a little bit of background on who actually builds uh, the site and who's actually doing the, the dirty work, who yeah, actually right. builds this stuff for right, you. Right, right. So Creative Commons has like two parts, right? It's kind of like this uh, like ice, iceberg, right? You've got the, the physical part people see, like me. I'm, I'm an employee of Creative Commons. But then you've got this community side, which is out there in this kind of either zone. So Creative Commons CC Learn. So Creative Commons is a nonprofit. I mean, they, they, the headquarters is in San Francisco, right in downtown, and the same with CC Learn. And there's about 20 to 25 employees there. There's also offices outside of C, out of uh, US as well. It's an international global organization. And CC Learn has about five employees right now. So those employees are working on this day and night. They sleep and dream about it and are making this a reality. And um, so there's a technical team that's helping on this, but it's an open project. It's, it's open and available. Um, you can go to learn.creativecommons.org right now and, and jump on there. You can email me. You can go to creativecommons.org slash contact as well, and you can find there's, there's three really main ways you can jump in. There's a wiki, so you can add and edit resources through these projects. 
there's a mailing list called CC Community. There's also a CC Learn mailing list. You can jump on there and just say, hey, I, I want to jump into this. I want to help. What, do I, what can I do? Your organization can also jump in here and we can come out and have a meeting and talk about how to work together on this. That's, I love to do that. It's great. We can go have some coffee and chat. Um, the other thing then is we also have chat channel online on uh, hash cc. That's the pound sign cc on irc.freenode.net. There's like 40, 50 people in there all the time right now. It's like an ongoing uh, party line of discussion. So you can jump in there. And if, if you've got time and you want to do something, we've got tasks. And um, I love helping and I love having people join in and I like to give people credit. And, Creative Commons across the board likes to give credit to people who help out. So if not, we'll send you like a T-shirt or something. <laughs> I got a bag of them here, but you're not here. Sorry. Well, uh, one of our viewers is going to take you up on that and has left uh, some contact information. Right. So uh, it, we we definitely uh, helped you there. Um, that's not that's between that hate mail and no, <laughs> just kidding. There's no hate mail. No, no, it's all about love here. So. Um, Let's see, another interesting question is, so with all these open education resources coming online, what is your sort of perspective on, on the traditional publisher's take? Do they see this as a threat? Are they trying to figure out what their new business models are gonna look like? You know, and it, you can kind of see this coming, right? Yeah, more absolutely. and more of the stuff's coming. Then you've got the traditional business yeah. publishing. Well, yeah. What's your experience? What's their sort of take? So, there's a couple things. So. In the past, there's been a, a, a view of this space from the music industry, right, where there's this fear of sharing. But culture has moved beyond that now in the music industry. And pretty much everyone is in agreement that the music industry has gone down in a lot of ways and has, has gone digital and has had to embrace the sharing. Bands like Radiohead have released albums. Uh, Girl Talk released an album f just for free. I mean, please donate to us. Um, this band Nine Inch Nails, which maybe if some of you have students is, are into, um, they released a Creative Commons licensed album. There's this sharing that's already happened, but Creative Commons isn't just about sharing, it's also about the commercial space. So um, one of the big things I work on, this is why I'm in charge of business development, is working with businesses to understand this and not get hit with this like uh, cultural uh, Darwin asteroid of <laughs> that can affect business. It's don't be afraid of this. It's it's this is business. Usually, look at Apple. Their their business model is based off of, of open source and open technologies now. And there's several businesses like that that are, are using this. Yeah, Microsoft too. They they have several things that are Creative Commons licensed that are, are under an open source license. Um, so the same with publishers. We've met with several publishers, and um, I'm not sure if any of these have been launched, but coming soon publishers are understanding this like how do how do students pay huge fees for books when they can go and get a book off the web or you can go and do a search for it i'm sure that there's whole textbooks that are scanned and if not i know certain places in town where you can go and uh, get it copied <laughs> but that's not we don't condone that i mean that's not the right way to go about it but publishers are seeing that there's other alternatives to making money, maybe advertising in, in, inside of books, maybe uh, providing some form free. Uh, some publisher, I took a Chinese class, and, and actually at uh, CC, uh, what is it, Community College of San Francisco, CCSF, is that mm -hmm. right? Class cost me 50 bucks. It was a great deal. I went to go buy the book, 
$150. I was like outraged. I'm like, no, no. How can this be? How can this be? But after I bought the book, actually I found it on eBay for a deal. And uh, after I bought the book, I went online and there's tons of resources online, like uh, materials that go along with it and the value is there. So there's ways that the, the industry is adapting to this that are very important. Start a business around this, make millions. All right. Well, I want to thank uh, our guest this morning, John Phillips, for joining us from the Creative Commons. Again, for more information, just simply go to creativecommons.org. And uh, this webcast will be archived and available on the maclearning.org website in approximately two weeks. Uh, stay tuned for information about next month's webcast. Uh, join maclearning.org, and uh, you'll get the information when we've got that lined up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next month.